How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Uh, the whole gang is here, ready to go. Of course, we have Derek Kramer producing. Great Saturday morning in Western New York. We have uh, softball action going on right now. We'll tell you about that in a little bit. What's happening, guys? It's sunny out. Yeah, what is that yeah. thing? <laughs> UFO. UFO. <laughs> well, hopefully it dries out the lawns. That's my uh, my main thing. I, I still need to cut my backyard, Tom. I I, I know, but it, but it's baseball Darn season. I got to put it off a little bit. <laughs> Darn the See, that's, that's the thing. is Because, you know, you, you are one of the busiest guys in, in western New York. And... You, <laughs> How are you ever going to find time to get back there? Well, I do have some teenage kids that are going yeah, to need to help me to work. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. you got teenage kids. You probably have to do it yourself. Can I borrow them for a weekend, please? Oh, guys, we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, The uh, spring season, the regular season is winding down. Uh, CD meetings are coming up for most of the sports. Uh, we have uh, some playoff action starting next week. So it's a busy time of the year. And uh, next thing you know, it, we're playing uh, Alice Cooper. School's out for the year. And and that's it. And into the it just goes by so fast. And, man, it's a lot of fun. But, here, Tom, here's a question before we get to our news and notes. Can you imagine what it would be like if none of the schools had gone to turf? How we would be trying to get these games in because I mean you know we talked about it last week so many games like Depew has been a neutral yeah. site Niagara Falls has been a neutral site so many games Lockport. You know, Lockport yeah a lot of people getting moved around getting taking advantage of the turf fields but can you imagine if there was none so honestly what I think what would happen if there was none. I already heard the contingency plan that was probably in effect, and you would have seen it happen this weekend, where they would have approved five inning double headers is what they would have probably have done. Whoa! And then you probably would see right now double headers being played today, tomorrow, right around. And it still would have been sloppy conditions. Uh, No, no doubt. But they probably, as as far as what we could see, everything should get in today. Everything should get in tomorrow. Um, Slight chance of an afternoon thunderstorm tomorrow. Right, but you got 70 degrees, you got a sun. Hopefully, at least it'll be enough to uh, to be able to get the games in. And I'm just saying contingency plans. Right. Like, uh, well, you know, what would they do? That's why um, we are so grateful that we have these oh, new turf fields. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you, and we'll talk a little bit about it later on, um, I put pictures out up at the new Lockport facility. I'm going to tell you, pictures do not do that field justice. Unbelievable baseball facility up there they did it 100 percent correct 
Um, yeah, I've this, seen the pictures. I have not been the up there. The field yet. is phenomenal, Tony. I I, re- I can't do it any justice. They even they even have the turf where when you go to the warning track, you know, normally it just changes colors. Yeah. No, this is an actual warning track. There's actually like. Like a gr- like a gravel in the in the turf, right? So that you can actually know that it's a warning track and get out there. Not a lot of them do that. They just change the color of the turf, especially because these these fields that we go to are normally multi-purpose type fields, right? And they're used for other sports, so you can't do that. This is strictly a baseball field. That really I see, is. I see we have a couple of fields, at least for football. I I know specifically that are under construction right now at Wilson. And was Maryville. it Maryville? Maryville. Alden. Alden and Maryville, yeah. yeah. I didn't know Maryville's was. Yep. That's So that's Are they all going to turf, or do we know? I believe so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, don't quote me. I, okay. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know Maryville just posted yesterday their pictures that they were underway of, of construction. Cool. Yeah. And now, um, the field that uh, Tom alluded to a week ago at Depew, they had softball there. They had the Depew tournament at the. Uh, it's actually Cayuga Elementary, I guess you could call yeah, it, because yep. you get access from uh, Como as opposed to right. transit. But, uh, yeah, nice facility. I was there last Saturday for the Depew Tournament, and I can uh, echo what Tom said about a gorgeous facility there. I was talking with uh, someone here at work about Sweet Home's new field, which I think is is beautiful. And, like, can you imagine how much fun it would be playing on that? So they're doing it right in Western New York, and we're, we're extremely happy. All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. And I want to start off with uh, a huge congratulations to a buddy of mine uh, who's really doing great things in track joe fabiano he's an eighth grader uh modified track team last wednesday they had an invitational where there's five or six uh, schools involved and joe won the 100 meter with the time of 11.6 he along with tyree lavender and jj ran four by one at a 49.57 so congratulations to Joe Fabiano, I know he's got super wheels, and he's going to be a star for uh, Niagara Falls in the very near future. So happy for him. Also, I thought that this was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys saw this. This is by Carrie Demos, and it was in the Niagara Gazette on Wednesday. A pair of Niagara Wheatfield wrestlers, Kendra Cheers and Riley Jung, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, have uh, not only one of the leaders with Wheatfield Wrestling, uh, but uh, they've had to do it at the uh, not just the high school program, they're doing it nationally, and they are absolutely excelling. They have already made history by uh, by taking first and second place at the first ever Section 6 Girls Wrestling Tournament and competing in the USA Wrestling Girls Folk Style National Championship in March. Now they're going to add to their historic uh, run by both having qualified for the New York for New York State and will represent the state in the U.S. Marine Corps Junior Nationals Tournament in July. So congratulations to those two young ladies wanted to pass this along this was sent to me by sal capaccio come celebrate youth lacrosse day may 25th the doors open at 11 30 enjoy the ncaa lacrosse semifinals on the big screen i've had blessed watching 
the lacrosse playoffs on uh, TV. It's really exciting. And this is at uh, 716. Free pizza and wings, great raffle items, prizes, posters, great lacrosse. Registration is required. Go to WNYLacrossFoundation.org. That's all one word, WNYLacrossFoundation.org. Org. Uh, family and group uh, team discounts are available and proceeds to benefit youth lacrosse programs in Western New York. We've got to keep developing at the youth level. Also, the Frank Martin Memorial Scholarship Golf Scramble is uh, May 25th. It's four-person scramble. Registration deadline is today. You have until today to sign up. Shotgun start at 1 o'clock. Registration 12 to 1245. $65 per person. $260 per team. Covers green fees, cart, lunch, beverages, dinner, awards for top teams, whole prizes, raffle items, skin game is optional, rain or shine, celebration of uh, Frank and Girls Hoops. Uh, Frank uh, Martin Memorial, all the proceeds from the event will benefit uh, the, the Girls Basketball Scholarship Fund, which will provide, provide 10 scholarships to area seniors this year. So outstanding stuff. Yeah, uh, like you say, uh, registration at 12. The golf itself starts at 1. So uh, I should be able to make it here next Saturday and still get out. I am going to that tournament, Anthony. Pretty uh, cool. Uh, one thing I saw on TV today, uh, this is a good Concern your favorite sport, Anthony. Uh, are you familiar with the Cheesy Chick uh, food truck? I've heard of it. I've never. Uh, I've never. Well, I guess she's also it, opening up a building for her specialty in Williamsville, and I thought you'd want to be aware of that. Oh, cool! Uh, All right, you guys also, have anything else for news and notes? Uh, I just wanted to give a shout to Mark Hell for that great article uh, he wrote about uh, Glenn Graham at Cleveland Hill and all that. Uh, but the only thing I could uh, fault Markel with on that uh, uh, article, uh, he referred to the school that Glenn Graham is uh, working at as Cleveland Hill. I thought it was Kensington East. Anything comment on that, Anthony? Uh, no, I only know it as Cleve Hill. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's before my before your time. Then I'm sorry. I apologize. Great job, Mark Wall, and I know he's listening. All right, uh, congratulations goes out to Stefan Hen uh, for. Uh, Amherst Lacrosse on his 300th career win, and he is our G and G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you, and there's only a few weeks left in this, by the way, until we pick up again in the fall. If you would like to nominate a coach, go to LifeFit.com to nominate for the G and G Fitness uh, Coach of the Week. And speaking of G and G Fitness, I had the pleasure of meeting Dan uh, Gronkowski this past week and talked a little bit about Rob and uh, the stuff that we're, that G&G Fitness is doing and sponsoring the Coach of the Week. So good stuff there. It was a pleasure to meet him. It nice. really was. Told him a story about uh, Rob being when he was at Will North and when I was doing the Lancaster games. And Rob, uh, Roger, I don't know if you were doing the games or not, but uh, he was a lot of fun covering back then. All right, guys, let's get into talking about uh, oh, kind of wrapping up everything, as I said it's earlier. It's kind of the seating meeting in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah as, we, as we wrap up, see where we are at the end of the season going into the playoffs. Uh, let's start off with lacrosse, Francis. Well, lacrosse, I guess, I don't know what you call it. They're the early bird. They're the first to come out with their seedings. 
So we'll quickly go over that, and then I'll bring you some quick highlights from the week for boys lacrosse. Uh, so Section 6, Class A, or, yeah, Class A, only four teams. Orchard Parks gets the number one seed. They will host Buffalo, the four seed, on Thursday, the 1-4 game. And then Lancaster gets the two seed. They host Clayton. Clarence on Thursday as well. For those not familiar, when Francis means Buffalo, what this is now, it's a combined program that has brought the city schools together. Tony Truluzio started this several years ago. They were club uh, for most of their existence until they caught up, got up to speed, and now they are at the varsity level. Yeah, they're the varsity level. Uh, They're also known as city honors in case you see that. Class B, the biggest class in Section 6, uh, Hamburg gets the top seed. They've been great all year, 10-0 in league play. In fact, in their season finale, they trailed almost the entire game until 7-10 remaining in the fourth quarter, and then they ended up beating Williamsville East, another big team in Class B, uh, 9-8 to finish undefeated in league play. They get the one seed. They will host uh, their rival Frontier in the 1-8 game on Tuesday. Uh, Williamsville North gets the two seed. They host Lockport, 5 p.m. Williamsville East gets the three seed. They host Sweet Home. And then Niagara Wheatfield hosts West Seneca West in the 4-5 game. That is Class B. Class C. East Aurora gets the number one seed in that league. Number two is West Seneca East. They'll host Grand Island. I should say East Aurora will face the winner of Luport Depew. We have yet to find out who that is. Um, in the 3-6 game, Amherst hosts Lakeshore. Uh, Amherst has been on a roll. We just talked about Coach Stefan Hen, 300th win. They finished the regular season on an eight-game winning streak. Probably one of the hottest teams going into Considering the Considering they had such a slow start. Yes. So they're on a roll. And then Iroquois will host Williamsville South. In the 4-5 game, that'll be a 5 o'clock start at Iroquois High School. And then finally, Class D, uh, Salamanca gets the number one seed. Uh, they finished out the um, their regular season undefeated in league play. But they lost to Niagara Weefield, didn't they? Yes, but Niagara Weefield was a non-league game. Yeah, right. non-league game. But still, you're talking about two high-caliber uh, high programs. Yes. Now. Uh, you know, they will face the winner of Medina, New Fame. That game will be on Tuesday. And then on the other side of the bracket, Eden will face Gowanda. That's a 3-6 game on Tuesday. The winner gets the right to face Akron on Thursday. So those are your brackets. I do want to bring you a few more highlights from this last week. Uh, Kenmore, they finished their first full varsity season. They elected this season to play an independent schedule and not go into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll change in the coming years. They finished 9-5, and five and they wrapped up this week against City Honors not and bad. Sweet Home. Uh, St. Joe's, Monsignor Martin, same old, same old St. Joe's. Undefeated in St. Joe's play. and Franny's. Yeah. Uh, Franny's, I think, just had a big win over Nichols. They start playoffs on Monday. Yeah, they start playoffs on Monday. <clears throat> they finish the year 8-0 and in league play, 17-1 overall. That's impressive. They're going to be looking for another state title this year. Um, and then, uh, so we'll move on to girls' lacks. The big game today is Mount St. Mary's will take um, will play in the first ever Catholic state title today at three o'clock down in Long Island. Uh, they did that by beating Sacred Heart on Wednesday night. I know Roger was there. Um, this is their first 
title since 2017 or 11th overall. They've been in every single Monsignor Martin final since the school, the league has sponsored the sport. Uh, so good luck to them today. Class A, it looks in girls' legs, it looks like it's going to go to Lancaster, but I have to give you this tidbit. We all know Emma Faso. Mm-hmm. She can do well on the soccer field. She can do well on the, on the ice. She can also do well on the lacrosse field. She now has over 130 points in all three sports. <laughs> you don't see that too that, often. Isn't that kind of overdoing it? I mean, come on. Wow. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who might be the uh, three-sport uh, female athlete of the year this year. Can't imagine. Wow. She has a really strong case. That's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. A triple, triple, Congratulations. as it has got to be like some sort of triple crown there. Man, <laughs> that's so impressive. You talk about having some high school memories. Yeah. And my, and my guess is probably an honor roll student, too. Oh, man, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Class B, I don't, if you guys haven't heard, Katie Ryan, the longtime coach for Hamburg, did leave. Uh, she's going and she's working in Vegas, working for the Raiders. Really? In their PR department. The Raiders. Yeah. Uh, her dad took over as coach of the team. Uh, they're strong as ever. They've reeled off three straight uh, convincing wins after a loss to Frontier last week. And it should be between those two rivals for the top seed. Their seeding meeting is going on this afternoon. And I hope by the end of the day I'll have the final seedings. I'll be able to put that out on WNY Athletics. And, of course, I'll share that to the Facebook page. Class C, I was at a big game on Thursday between Lakeshore and Amherst. Both came into this game undefeated in the league play. Uh, Lakeshore, this is a very back-and-forth affair, beat Amherst 13-10. to um, And if you look at the – you want to guess between Lakeshore and Amherst who the big players were? There might be uh, – I don't know if you heard of any Cornfield sisters. They were pretty good. Uh, you know – Amherst also had Emma Klein and, you know, very back-and-forth game. You could tell that, you know. Um, These girls are athletes. Yeah, they're athletes on both sides, really. Yes. And I would expect uh, both of those teams to be in the Class C final. Um, Lakeshore also beat Class A power Lancaster last week in an overtime game at Depew. And then in Class D, Gowanda should take the number one seed. Um, so sectional finals will both of for all four, actually, both sports will be on what next Wednesday, the 29th. The girls will be at North, the boys will be at East, and we're gonna live stream all the all eight of the games on the NFHS network. Cool. So watch out for that. Awesome stuff. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, talk a little softball with Roger, and then Tom's got a whole lot of baseball stuff for us. So keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We'll be back with more inside high school sports. <laughs> now I know why he put his headphones on. That can mean only one thing. Happy anniversary or happy birthday? Which happy one? birthday. Uh, birthday in uh, May, anniversary in November. Uh, happy birthday, Diana. I won't give her age. You want to know how old she is? She's 20 Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> how come Ooh. her birthday didn't show up today on Facebook? I was. I would have wished her a happy birthday. Well, happy birthday, plenty Diana. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. No well, there, sta- I just did No it. statute of limitation on birthday salutations. Well, was, was I it... hope you spent some money this year, Honor. 
Oh, I got her a garbage plate. Oh, great. No, no. Uh, Isn't it uh, Bill Pavone's birthday, too? Yes, that's right. Happy birthday, Bill. <laughs> We're going to splurge uh, right after the show. She's going to get her free breakfast at Denny's. I'm taking her to Denny's. She gets a free. You're spending big. Wow. wow. But uh, for dinner tonight, Ilio's, of course. Good call. Yes. Absolutely good call. At least uh, you're going to spend something, you uh, cheapo. You know, uh, I enjoy... Uh, I probably enjoy Elio's as more uh, than she does his, his pork chop plate there. Oh. Will you stop? You're making me hungry. It's only ten twenty-seven in the uh, morning, and I'm were, already thinking uh, about food. You already lost it with the cheesy chick, so don't tell me that. <laughs> All right, I'm completely distracted. Linda Pellegrino is outside the studio right now, and you expect me to concentrate on doing the show. This is next to impossible. Hi, Linda. Good to see you. <laughs> She is terrific. What what a uh, absolute jewel to Western New York, Linda Pellegrino. All right, guys, we're talking. Uh, we're talking. Man, the end of the season. This is insane. About uh, a month fin- left. Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, and how fast it goes by. It blows my mind. That during the break we were talking about. Oh, do you remember this game? And Roger goes, "Yeah, that was 13 years ago." I went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. All right, Raj, let's get going on some softball news. Okay, uh, as we speak right now uh, at Duville College, the Monsignor Martin girls quarterfinals are taking place. Sacred Heart plays Cardinal O'Hara. Narden will play Nichols. Uh, that would be the 3-6 and the 4-5 game. The, uh, of the two seeds that survived this afternoon, the higher seed will play Mount St. Mary's tomorrow and the lower seed will pay, play St. Mary of Lancaster tomorrow. Now, those games have been moved from 11-1 and 1 to 9-11 and 11 tomorrow at Uville. They are trying to beat the rain, which is anticipated with coming in tomorrow afternoon sometime. But I'm only seeing a 20% chance of rain, so uh, there's maybe a chance that it could miss. I hope so, because there are Section 6 games going on tomorrow. In fact, there is a double-A league game. Orchard Park will be playing Lancaster. Lancaster is a home team. They will be playing at the Cayuga Elementary Depew turf facility there. That's tomorrow I want to say 2 o'clock. It's no earlier than 2. It might be a 3 o'clock game. Don't hold me okay. to that. But tomorrow afternoon, Clarence, excuse me, Orchard Park playing at Lancaster. Orchard Park has already clinched ECIC 1 and most probably the overall seed in Class A softball. Uh, they will be playing Jamestown, which is the 8th seed, uh, in my old saying, if uh, OP doesn't win that game, uh, let's have an investigation. But uh, OP really looking good right now. Their only loss was earlier was to Will North. So bearing that in mind, any one of four or five teams could be capable of coming out of Double uh, A. But OP has to be the f- favorite. They're playing well. Liz Liss is pitching real well, and. Uh, Sydney Balicki, who, well, I thought she was their best player a year ago, and she's just having a good old time out there. Sydney Balicki, I think if the season ended now and you don't consider what happens in playoffs and how far the teams go, Sydney Balicki is probably already a stone cold lock for Western New York, all Western New York, in my opinion. 
ECIC2, Williamsville East. All we can say about Will East is anything short of a state championship would be a huge disappointment. Yeah, number one in the state. And in my opinion, number one in all classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, class B, Eden's got to be the favorite. Uh, but, you know, if they don't take it one game at a time and look ahead, they lost the game in the Depew Tournament uh, last Saturday to Sacred Heart. They were leading... Seven to four going into the seventh inning, and Sacred Heart actually pulled it out. So, Sacred Heart also a team to be reckoned with this afternoon and tomorrow, in my opinion. Uh, ECIC three Iroquois looks phenomenal. Somebody forgot to tell them that the uh, Class A pitcher of the year a year ago in New York State graduated because they're rolling along just like they did a year ago. Uh, ECIC four again Eden. Eden Class B in the playoffs, their two toughest opponents should be uh, Roy Hart and uh, I thought Olean, but uh, lately Olean has not been playing as well as they did early in the year. Uh, Niagara Frontier lead Niagara Wheatfield could be a factor in Class A. couple big ones this week. Again, they would have to go up eventually against Will East. Anything Class A goes through Will East and... uh, they're just, like I say, that to me, they're the best in the state, period. Forget about whether it's Class A, B, C, AA, or D. Um, other than that, Class C, Chautauqua Lake, uh, defending state champions, only lost one player from a year ago. Uh, anything less than a state championship would be a disappointment for them, I'm sure. Class D, the best team is probably Brockton. Uh, how far they can go in the state, I just think uh, the whole western side of the state is wide open. Anybody on a given day brings their A game could actually make it to the state semis. Wow. All right, uh, that does it for softball. That's uh, quite a wrap, Without naming Roger. individuals, I named Sydney Balecki, who had to be given a shout. She sure. deserves it. But others are just too numerous to mention. Obviously, Summer Clark at Will East. uh only a sophomore, phenomenal player. And they have a second pitcher who's also going D1, Carol Leone to UB. Wow. All right, Mr. Tom Prince, you were on the on-deck circle. Step up to the plate. Woo, we've had some big things happen in baseball, right? Oh, yeah. So let's talk about some of the accomplishments first. Uh, Kyler Micah, Chautauqua Lake, throws a no-hitter. Um, we had last night Mike Hartman, St. Francis, throw a perfect game versus Timon. Oh my God! Yeah, he uh, and he is—he was the lefty that you saw last year pitch phenomenal for St. Franny's and help them go exactly as far as they went last year. And uh, with a with a cup win at the end of the season, here's your pitcher right here coming on again. Um, Pioneer, a big win last night over Lakeshore. Lakeshore has probably been one of the hotter teams um, inside that ECIC three division. Pioneer, and I'm pretty sure Bryce Hedger's a sophomore for Pioneer. Um, last night, 13 strikeouts on the mound versus Lakeshore, plus a home run and six RBIs in that game to lead Pioneer to a huge win over Lakeshore. Um, Connor Eisenman, another uh, he's had a big uh, stretch right now with a walk-off grand slam that he had during, uh, versus... Hamburg will not walk off, but he had a grand slam in the bottom or the top of the seventh 
to give them uh, a lead that was tied 11-11 when he hit it. Gave them a 15-11 lead. Plus, he came in and shut Orchard Park down. 6.1 innings is what he threw of of three-hit baseball, no runs. It was a big win for Frontier over Orchard Park um, that gave him uh, a win. Plus, you've also had Kyle Borello from Hamburg throw a no-hitter versus Sweet Home. And also, in a second game, no, I'm sorry, in that game he had 15 strikeouts to boot. Um, also, let's talk Hamburg for a second. Jack Migliori, who's heading to Canisius, just set the new school record for home runs with his fifth home run of the season. Listen to his last seven games. 13 for 23, which is a 565 batting average. Five singles, three doubles, one triple, four home runs for 19 RBIs. Wow. And also scored 12 runs with six stolen bases. That's an all-around player right there. Wow. So then let's talk about the game I got to do when I left here. If you guys remember, I was going up to see Medina and Roy Hart go at each other. I must have seen one of the best pitch games, could be almost in Western New York, I've seen in, in period, right? But I got up there. It was Trevor Luthart versus Charlie Brunning of Roy Hart that was up there, okay? It comes out, Trevor Luthar will actually throw the first pitch of the game, give up a hit, and go the rest of the way without giving up a hit for him. Right? <laughs> he goes eight and two-thirds innings. Okay? Vice versa, you flip it on the other side, Charlie Brunning is perfect going into the fourth inning. Okay? What, what happens is Medina lays down their first bunt, gets a single on first base. Next kid comes up, lays down a bunt. He gets safe at first base. So the first two hits of the game are bunts for Medina. They're on first and third at this point. Okay? Then what happens is the next kid has a swinging bunt. So in other words, swing it. Like he swings hard, but it's a little thing that comes back to the pitcher. Goes first to home for a double play, stops him from scoring, and that's really one of the big the big shots Medina has of scoring. They stop him, get out of the inning. Charlie Brunning goes the rest of the way, complete nine innings is what he does. Stays within his pitch count of nine innings. On the flip side, Trevor, Trevor Luthar with Medina, who was phenomenal, by the way, actually goes eight and two-thirds, has to pull out, because he hits his pitch count with one batter left in the ninth inning. They bring in another pitcher to pitch to Charlie Brunning of Roy Hart, who is now up. Pitch, blast. Charlie Brunning hits it over the wall. Walk-off home run, one nothing. Holy wow. cow. I'm sorry, but that is what's wrong with a pitch count. I'm sorry. There's no wow. way that should happen. Well, I I just I mean listen, but what a point! I mean they were in their ninth inning. That's two extra innings, which not too many kids will go that deep anyway. That's more than like, a complete game. Like, it, it is. So I mean, at one point you're going to have to say, what is too much on the arm? I mean, I'm okay with these kids that are going 105 every three four days. I'm glad that pitch counts in there. Yeah, I'll concede though, but I mean, to me, a complete game. If the only reason they're pulling the pitcher is because of the pitch count, that's wrong. 
What if he had a no-hitter through going into that? Well, you got to ask yourself, first of all, before you answer that, is what's more important, the health or, or the outcome of a game? I'm saying this is, the this, guys, We're talking about a young man's career here. Okay, but you're not going to tell me that, you know, I'm not talking 13, 14 innings, but in a situation like that, at the very least, he should be allowed to finish the inning. I understand what you're saying. They they actually allow you to finish the batter. The batter, I understand do, that. And I'm saying they should go a step further and finish the inning. So, either way, but but it was one of the best pitch games I can oh, ever sounds imagine. It. And then to have a pitcher, one of those two, win the game on top of it, to me was just hands down phenomenal. To it had watch. to be exciting. It really was. The crowd go nuts. And, and, and really, oh, everybody was. And it was funny. I was going as I went then to other sites and started doing some of the other games this week. I was hearing from all the people that were out there going, oh, if I was following you, that game was awesome. I loved hearing it. And that's what you want to see, the yeah. excitement about baseball right now and everything that's out there. Then I got a chance to go to Lockport uh, yesterday. And I, you already heard me say, hands down, phenomenal. I can't believe how great that facility is. Lockport, way to go. You did this one right. Um, you should be very proud of that facility. Yeah, they so, just swept Niagara Falls this week. Bingo. Lockport put themselves in a very interesting spot right now with a chance to be the number one seed right now in Class AA. It will depend on their last two games that come into play. They've got two very tough games still left. They've got a game today versus Niagara Wheatfield where they are down one nothing early in the game. They will see probably, it sounds like, Tom Peltier, who's going to Canisius, a pitcher for Niagara Weefield. He will be tough. I'll tell you that right now. And then they also have to go and play Ken West. It looks like Tuesday, I was told. And they have to finish a game that's 0-0 in the fourth inning right now where they'll probably see Dom Schmidt would be my guess. So two very tough pitchers, tough games. They can do it. They've proven it, okay? But it will be a tough stretch to see the ghost to be able to win out that number one seed. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the implications of that, what it means to be the number one seed, and uh, we'll get your take on uh, and everything else that's going on in baseball. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Then I got to hightail it out of here. Go grab my son, Nick. We're going to see Avengers Endgame. Really looking forward to this. He's been bugging me for over a month. So finally going to do it. And no, Raj, I'm not doing uh, housework to uh, yard work. It needs to dry out. I can't even step on my back lawn, let alone uh, do anything. So maybe today, if we get lucky, dry out a little bit more and then uh, try to well, you know, anticipate when the rain will start tomorrow if it comes. No, like no rain. I got two games. My, yeah, my, my younger ones are getting out there. My 14U team. No, no rain. <laughs> I'll be in Niagara Falls today covering a Lockport, North Tonawanda softball doubleheader. Nice turf over there. And you have a special day coming yeah. up that, oh, man, <laughs> that would rip my heart out. So this is where we always talk about uh, you know parents and, and, and getting out of control at games. Listen. I've got the opportunity where I'll be dad today, and that's where I've got the opportunity where my son Jordan will play his last uh, home game, uh, regular season game in Orchard Park uh, as a senior there in Orchard Park. And uh, 
you know, time goes by so quick. It Enjoy does. your moments while they're out there on the field. Enjoy what they're going to bring to you. Enjoy the memories with yeah, your kids, absolutely. whether you're coaching them or you're just a fan. Yep. And don't be that parent that embarrasses your kid during the no. game. So I, you know, I wish like my wife wanted to hug Nick during the game last night. No, <laughs> no, 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 like, no. Get out of here. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so Jordan, thank you for all the memories, and and I can't wait to see what you know what the next level brings to you. But uh, good luck today, also in your games. So. Congratulations, Jordan, on an outstanding career. Thank you. So real quick, we were talking about Lockport. Um, that that double that double game that they played, right? Mm-hmm. So listening to this, what happened? Um, Trevor Janice, right, was pitching for Niagara Falls, who's their probably their ace that's out on the mound. He comes out in the game. Now, real weird rules that, that high schools got. They had been removed as their pitchers, both Andrew Galt for Lockport and Trevor Janice, but can return to be a pitcher even if they've been pulled in the game. You can return back to the spot as a pitcher. It's a high school rule that you can do, mm. right? So even though they got pulled out and this was a rain uh, a game that ended in the 11th and still picked up, those guys came back into the game to pitch. So now you got these stars coming in to pitch, Andrew and Trevor, and you're going, wow, this game's going to take forever. First batter, Trevor gets out. Second batter gets on with an error. Next one gets up. Sean McKinney for uh, the catcher for Lockport. A nice double into the gap. Scores a run. They get a 2-1 lead that quickly right in the 11th inning to end it. Andrew Galt comes out and throws eight pitches and gets out of the inning like that for an, for a Lockport 2-1 win in the 11th inning. Then the same two pitchers come back out and start the next game. Andrew Galt goes a complete game, 3-2 win for Lockport over Niagara Falls. Plus a big double to start off on there and was huge. Yes, he stayed under his pitch count for the day. He had 105 for the day and stayed under his pitch count of 105 for the day. My question is this. Game gets stopped. It isn't completed. They don't complete it till and he's reached his maximum pitch count. It doesn't get the game doesn't get finished till say five days later. Yes. How does pitch count affect? Can he come in? Yes. So That's, it really no, counts I'm to the sorry, day. Anthony. It gets crazier instead of better. <laughs> no, but it makes sense. It counts towards the day, which is yeah. the the wear and tear part. I know it, but still, you know, if Raj, just, you know, no, no, Raj. just think of the man- Anthony. Just think of the manipulation. No, I can't. We we got a game tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Blah blah blah. They wait. They the one team purposely stretches it out until the four days are up or whatever it is, and then he can come back. And You're pitch. getting way but too much. But you still got other games to play, Raj. so you can only do that right. so much. It's still it's uh, it's crazy. I'm trying. I'm I sorry. think he had it's too crazy. much coffee this morning. <laughs> no, I didn't have enough. That's so, a problem. So so in other words, Lockport, great Andrew Galt. What a story that was for him to be able to go out and do that. It was another great pitching performance I was able to witness. I'll tell you, here's another great pitching performance we didn't talk about, but I really want to give this uh, this gentleman some credit. So you may have heard we talked about on the show last week, Bryce Jackson had gotten hurt and Will North in his game where it looked like he may have dislocated his kneecap on the, ba- on the base that was there. They were talking about he could come back towards the end of the season. He could make it to the playoffs. He could be shut down. We weren't 100% sure. He got a chance to come back. His first start back goes against Frontier. 
one nothing nine strikeouts gets the win for Jamestown. A big win for Jamestown over Frontier. Bryce Jackson's back. Wow. And I'm going to tell you the double-A class, whoever the number one seed is, watch out. You're going to see Bryce Jackson. This kid can throw. This kid's going to get them in the game. You better be ready. Do not overlook this eight seed because they'll do some damage with him on the mound. You know, and you've been talking about this, uh, the parity that is uh, right now in Western New York baseball. It's incredible. Uh, so many divisions that are it could go any way for anyone. It's so true. But it, it, the funny part is I wouldn't even say that it's parity because I do believe that there are teams that are so much better than others. The difference is, though, even that if I'm weaker than you, I got that one kid that can just come out and throw a complete game shutout with a weaker team to still get a win. Right. I mean, look at like let's look at Jamestown, right? Jamestown lost... 29 nothing and 12-1 to Orchard Park in some really lopsided games, right? But I know if Bryce Jackson's on the mound... It's a different story. It's a different story, and Jamestown right. could get a win there, right? It just shows that just because the team may not be, you know what I mean, on par, one pitcher can make a difference, and that's what we're seeing all over Western New York is that one pitcher making a difference for every team out there. Well, you said in the beginning of the season when you did the previews that this was going to be the year of the pitcher. And that you know you would find studs uh, regardless of division all across Western New York. Uh, and you, you're seeing it. Look at Monsignor Martin division too. Like, you know, we just talked about Mike Hartman throwing a perfect game against Tymon. We also knew um, uh, Mike, Mike Hellick for St. Francis doing no-hitter versus St. Joe's. And St. Joe's is loaded with bats from Sam Murphy, Will Carlone. There's some great guys over there. We haven't even talked about Monsignor Martin, right? So, in other words, you're seeing it right now as I'm telling you it's been about the pitcher, but be careful. Um, if you want to take a look at it, the Twitter page, I'll add it to uh, – we'll probably update it again tonight, hopefully after the games. These are the updated standings as of today. Games need to be played, though, today. Games will be played on Sunday. These standings are all going to change. You're going to see people who still have games left, and it'll be great. We'll have some fun this weekend. Watch the standings change. See where your team's going to be ranked going into the seedings. Yeah, I was looking at it like, okay, this is great and everything, but it could change by Monday. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you very much for a great show. Derek Kramer, thank you for produce, for doing a great job producing. Next week, we'll be back at it. Same thing, give you a wrap-up, and we'll already have uh, first-round action to talk about, so we'll have all that and more with more Inside High School Sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 